This is an ABC podcast. Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn and Christine Layton on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Now the party has really begun. Sabrina Hahn, welcome whip, to whip. the studios. Well, hello there, Christine. How incredible are Tom and Tom? Aren't they amazing? Mm. I, you know what's really lovely about those young guys too is that they, you know, they make... The, they don't pretend that it's not a serious problem um, and they sort of mesh their life story around it in a in a really sensitive way, not just a, you know, let's hang poo on ourselves sort of thing. Yeah, they and use make, their experience to, yeah. to educate others and yeah. to have a bit of fun as well. Yeah, yeah. so they're just top fellas. And, mm. of course, Tom, fabulous name. Oh, I, yeah? I have a Tom, as I was telling them. I've got. I think Tom's are very special. Did I hear you say there were five in in Tom's class yeah. when he was at school? That's yeah, a lot pre-primary. Of Tom's. Can you imagine that? Pre-primary, no less. Yeah, you, you can barely spell there your name. There were only about point. ten boys, and five of them were Tom. <laughs> That's difficult. Um, if you want to hear that chat, by the way, it'll be on the ABC Perth Facebook page and website later. Uh, the lines are open thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. If you have a question to ask, and Doctor mm. Bugalugs is going to come in at half time. Yes. So I've decided to um, skip the song of the week this week because I've Is got he going to sing? Uh, <laughs> now that is a splendid idea, Christine. I actually never thought of that, but let's see how he goes. I hope he's listening to this on the way in. I wonder if... So, uh, Dr Bugalux, <laughs> ah, a little bit of showmanship for you as uh, well. Eurovision's on tonight. We'll see if we can get something of that flavour. <laughs> let's start with Cathy, shall we? Cathy, good morning. Oh, hi, Sabrina. How are you? Yeah, everyone? good. Good, Cathy. Uh, Sabrina, I have heliconias in yeah. my garden that yeah. I have been in now about coming up to two years. Yeah. They Well, one, one lot did flower, but the big ones haven't. And I'm just wondering, am I doing something wrong? Should they be in absolute full sun? Mm, now, in uh, Perth, they can't be in absolute full sun because they get burnt, Cathy. That's what I thought. If it was really, really humid, yes, perhaps, like if you were in Fiji. But um, no. So if they get morning sun, they do need sun to be able to flower. Some heliconias are really quite tropical. so you And they grow in really rich, peaty, volcanic soil. So you're going to have to get minerals into the soil and you're going to have to water them quite a bit in summer and you can also liquid fertilize them and that will encourage flowering. How often do I need to liquid fertilize? Well I'd start doing it in spring every three weeks. Okay then and the minerals just... Get get a fertilizer that's mineral based. Okay. Um, because they 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 like all those rich mineral minerals in the soil. That's where they come yeah, from. Volcano, yeah. yeah, and of course our our delightful West Australian Perth soils are not that flash. No, especially by the coast. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, they're looking very green and beautiful. Well, that's good. You just need to get a little bit more of magnesium, manganese, iron. Probably a bit of zinc uh, and potassium to them, and then they should flower. Okay, then. And sorry, um, the. Oh. oh no, I was going to say, I've got lots of greenery. 
No, just no flowers. Is it too late for them to flower? No, 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 not at all, not at all. We're just starting to get some warm weather now, Cathy. Yes, I know. That's what I just think um, it may have caused wreaked havoc with them. But anyhow, all right, thank you so much. Yep, lay in the sun for those heliconias. Oh, morning sun only. Thank you, Cathy. 1300 222720. Just warm, hey? It's just been a little bit warm. Well, it hasn't been that hot. (laughs) I think it's the. So good. I don't care if it's forty-two degrees, but what I do hate is the hot easterly. Yeah, that's not fun at so all. So if it's forty-two degrees and it's say seventy percent humidity, I love that. But good for fishing, I've learnt. Oh, is it? Because they're very active. Yeah, in what? the warm water, in the shallow oh, water they? in particular. Yeah, oh, the tailor. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning a lot on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but, but all the necessary life skills. Um, Maria is with us en route to Margaret River, and the co- the composting is bringing the cockroaches to the yard. Hello, Maria. Hi. Hello. So you've got cockroaches in your compost. I do. And I've I've got an organic garden. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm building up a a really big veggie garden, Sabrina, and all I seem to be doing is attracting cockroaches. (laughs) And I don't want to put in any, um, you know, strong chemicals to get rid of them. No, no. Okay, so the cockroaches are there because your compost isn't composting. So it's not getting hot enough. Now, one of the best ways, we're going to have, doc, you're down, going down to Margaret River, so you'll be listening to the rest of the program and I'll hit him with a cockroach question as soon as he comes in. But um, one, of the, one of the great things, uh, if you've got cockroaches, I would actually get rid of the compost, so spread it all out. Now, if you use diatomaceous earth, it's a very fine silica clay and you spread that everywhere, the cockroaches crawl over it, it gets under the exoskeleton and literally rips them to shreds. So, and because they're not... They're not our native cockroaches. They'll be the German and American cockroaches. Our cockroaches are lovely and have beautiful personalities. <laughs> but uh, but the but like the you. just just like me, um, and I do hang around compost bins as well, Maria. <laughs> but you're wanted there. That's that, therein lies the difference. So um, yeah, I'd I'd start over again with your compost. Um, okay. Because when it gets really hot, you won't get cockroaches. But spread around the diatomaceous earth and then clear out the compost and start again. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. Okay, Maria, good luck. Enjoy Margaret River, 1300 Good to see calls coming in from around the state. Gary from Collie, good morning. Good morning, Sabrina. How are you? Yeah, extremely well, and so is Christine. Thanks for asking. Hello, Christine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Gary. That's all right. Look, I know I'm just the sidecar. (laughs) I I love being in the sidecar. I get to learn a lot. (laughs) Sabrina, I've grown an avocado from seed, and Mm -hmm. it's still in the pot. I'm wondering how long before I put it into the ground. How how tall is it? Uh, About a foot. Yep, put it in the ground now. Okay, and what do I have to do to prepare the ground? Uh, so where you are in Collie, have you got, uh, is there clay where you are or? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, so um, you're going to have to, well, they don't like heavy sodden soils, so I'd keep that in a pot for another year actually. You're going to have to build up, so build the soil up. So you need compost, you'll need uh, river sand, you'll need uh, a little bit of manure 
and you've got to make sure that you've got gypsum in the hole as well so that the drainage is good. Okay, and how long before I actually get some fruit off the, the tree? Well, you've grown it from seed, so it can be anything from 6 to 15 years. I don't think I'll still be alive. Still alive. <laughs> you will, Gary. You will. You're going to grow like the avocado seed. It's a bit of a gamble with seed. Look, some, some seed-grown avocados are absolutely sensational and they'll fruit, you know, in the fourth year. Really? But others, yeah, people grow them just for the tree, really, because they never get fruit. So good luck, Gary. It's a gamble. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. This from was in Uduk, uh, which is Who's between. Uduk? I just looked it up. Actually, it's between oh. Mylup and Harvey oh, uh, nice. in the southwest. So just north of Bunbury, nice um, country. What's happening with my ornamental plum, and how do I get rid of it? Not the ornamental ah, plum, but the browning ah, of the leaves. Oh my God! It's got scale like I've never seen before. You know, and it's got lots of ants because the ants are there looking after the scale. So they have this lovely symbiotic relationship with scale where they move them around and protect the scale from predators. You need to go and get a bucket of soapy water, not to wash your mouth out with, (laughs) but a bucket of soapy water and a scrubbing brush because you can't use oils at this time of the year. It's too hot. Uh, And you need to scrub the trunk and the branches with either with a potassium soap or like a, mm, the soap that you wash your woolens in, um, and scrub, young man. You get scrubbing because that scale is so thick on that tree. Now, usually when, uh, when trees get a mass influx of something, like if it's, there's the, the population's exploded, it means that the tree is under some sort of stress. Well, certainly it's now. Yeah. Um, so there might be other factors going on there. Could be the water's not getting there, there's not enough nutrient to the tree, it's in the wrong position, although those trees are pretty tough. Yeah. It's got a big scar down the centre of it, so that can be sunburn or... It can be a fungal disease. Get rid of the scale first and then you may have to do uh, get an anti-rot onto that uh, that wound. Give us a call. We've got lines free. This, this never this never happens. Never free. happens. Let the influx, <laughs> Let the influx happen. <laughs> 1300 well, What we'll do, Christine, is mm. we'll encourage people to save their Pest questions. Until after 9.30 when Dr Bugger Lugs arrives. Now, I'm going to give them the heads up now because whenever we have Dr Daryl Hardy in, which I rarely ever call him that, but I'm just being polite (laughs) this morning before he gets in here, um, we are not taking ant questions. Why is that? Because every time we have him in here, every second person rings and says, how can I get rid of ants in my brick paving? Uh. So I'm going to tell you now, before he gets here, there is no point in ringing us up saying, how can I get rid of ants in my brick paving? Because you have to know what species of ant you have. So you put them in a piece of sticky tape. You stick ants to a piece of sticky tape. You're still answering it though. You send it in. (laughs) Then once people know once the ag department knows what species of ant it is, then they can help you. Very good. The law has been laid down. Uh, <laughs> Kent from Nedlands, you're up next. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Kent. Yeah. Um, my wife would love to put 
palmy type thing <laughs> yes. on either side of the front door. Yes. But no more than a metre high. Right. Palmy frondy type thing. Well, you know, the best thing that she could ever put in there is called raffis palm. R H. Yeah, R-H-A-P-H-I-S, okay. Raphis. It's uh-huh. a lovely little palm, um, multi-multi-stemmed, it's very green, pretty tough um, mm-hmm. and looks beautiful. Does it grow very big? Not very big, yeah. no. no. not going to raise the roof. No, no. <laughs> gets, okay. gets to a um, couple of metres high. Okay, that's lovely. No, that's and great. that would Thanks be perfect, and she'll love you forever, Kent. It'll fit the brief, Kent. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Yeah, bye-bye. 1300 720. Margaret is in South Perth. Margaret, what's happening with your... Pr- uh, sorry, you need to prune your frangipani, is that right? Well, they're native frangipani. Ah. And we have quite a few. Yeah. Um, and they're very leggy. Yes. And we want to know when we can prune them. I looked it up and they said after flowering. Yeah. But that was sort of December when yeah, I thought no, it was no, so no. hot. No, no, no. No, you've done the right thing and put Wait caution. To... Yes, used yes. caution. So the best time to prune the native frangipani in Western Australia is in March. Right. So the end right. of March when the big heat has gone. Because what happens if you prune it after flowering, Margaret, it actually, the trunk gets sunburnt. Yes, because there's yes. no canopy cover. That's so, um, yeah, so end of March, you could do it before it starts getting cold and uh, you should get more spring flowers as well then. Oh, good. Mm. Well, so they're, some are very high, like six metres. Yep, so I'd, I'd be taking two of, metres off. Oh, two metres from the top. Yep. And then we've got sort of dead ones at the bottom on some of them. Yeah, prune those right off because what will happen, What'll happen, Margaret, when you when you take the top off, it encourages branches further down. Oh good. So you can't go more than two meters? Well, you could take three meters off, but that's yeah. a bit extreme. Okay. <laughs> I'll go for two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll meet you halfway, Margaret. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank Good deal. You very much. Okay. Thanks, Margaret. 1300 uh, Andrew is in Mandurah. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, all. How are we? Oh, oh not fabulous. bad. Yeah, not bad. Excellent, excellent. Another fine summer's day. I know. It's glorious. I'm heading down to Cogent up straight after this if anyone wants to come and play with me down there. Um, <laughs> You're going to the RSL Hall? Yeah. I love those old halls. They're they're awesome. I think there's still some tickets left. but um, And, of course, we've got Guy Jeffries cooking up a storm. I love it. I can talk about plants and eat all at the same time. (laughs) I'm in heaven. (laughs) I'm in heaven, Andrew. Anyway, what can we do to make you feel like you could be going to heaven? Right. Well, I've got a Hickson's Mandarin. Mm -hmm. And it's been in the ground for, say, three, three odd years now. Lovely. Yep. It'd be sitting about three metres tall, big bushy, but it's actually still got small green fruit on it, size of a golf ball. Is that normal? Ha- well, it's probably started refruiting. Well, it's actually still had them on from the last winter. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It's like, it's like it's held on to them for, for a rainy day, so to speak. Right. Well, Doesn't... protective parent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let the kids go. It's it a bit far. <laughs> um, well, I should imagine by winter they're going to be pretty awful. But um... they're still nice green fruit. Um, it's not dropping any of them. 
Oh, well, leave them on, Andrew. Leave them on. You know what? We've had, Because we've had... Like we've had a hot and then it's cooled down and then we've had cool nights and then it's gone hot. It's probably thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to shed this yet. Yeah, it'd uh, be very confusing. I would leave it on there and see what happens. Well, that's, that was my thought intentionally. Um, I don't know, there might be a, a, a bump of crop next winter, I suppose. Well, mandarins are really... Mandarins are usually biennial fruiters, so every second year you'll get m- more fruit than the other year, alternate years. Um, so I, I would definitely leave it and see what happens. Speaking of things left on trees, I saw something that you shared on your oh, Facebook yeah. page last night, ghost apples, mm. um, and this might interest you, <laughs> Andrew, somehow. Uh, the freezing rain fell in Michigan uh, this week and mm. some apples... Apples went mushy inside mm. but left the frozen coating hanging from the tree. Yes. They're beautiful. They look like crystals and there's been an argument in the thread. I don't know whether you've seen. No, as no to, I have seen it. to whether they go mushy and whether this is real and they drop out. They look pretty real. I mean, they well, look they, real. Well, the thing is apples do have a, a really high uh, freeze factor. So, And what, what happens when crystals finally form in fruit, then, of course, it bursts the flesh and it can I've seen apples just drop out and then you're you're left with just the ice yeah wow. so so it is a thing yeah so it looks so pretty yeah uh Andrew thank you for the call Judy from Nedlands good morning good morning all morning Judy um I'm asking a pas- about a passion fruit vine yeah um I spoke to you a long a while ago yeah with my beautiful passion vine that covered the garage but um, had beautiful big flowers, but no, you showed, told me no pollen, which yeah. is quite correct. Yes. I've planted a new one, I suppose, um, a few weeks ago. It's growing very well. It's now five feet high, just one long stem. I wondered if I should cut that back to make it spread more. You, you certainly can. Judy, and uh, you can do that now because they they really like the hot, hot weather. So uh, that's no problem at all. Don't cut too much off, but it will encourage side shooting. What, about a foot or...? Uh, Yeah, no more than a foot, though. Very good. Yeah. So you can do that today. Thank you very much. Okay, Judy. Very good. Thank you, Judy. Um, A text from Mick in Denmark. This praying mantis hiding in... My passion fruit vine grabbed a bee in flight for brunch. Oh, that is that is um, oh my god! Impressive. How cool is that? Wow! Praying mantis are the most incredible, scary looking things. <laughs> um, and people, people. Uh, so praying mantis mm. are omnivores. They eat everything. Whatever comes past, they'll eat it. Quite but, literally, in this yeah, case. yeah, <laughs> and they are amazing predators. Stick insects are herbivores, oh. so they don't do that disgusting thing that praying mantis do, where they, you know, what? Well, so what happens is they only mate once a year, so the females all climb up whatever, okay. and then the males very tentatively come. Creeping, yep. Um, and then, as soon as the male mates with the female, she turns around and bites his head off. <gasps> That's right. I have heard about that. But cleverly, does he know it's coming? 
Yes, because what happens over a, over the and we'll get Dr. Buglux to talk about the the phenomena that insects do, which insects are the, the most amazing things. Anyway, they know they're going to die. They know that they will die yeah. when they mate. They still give it up. So what Worth happens it. is they, their their whole body, their system works so that the sperm goes through after death. Oh. How clever is that? <gasps> I mean, how really, that's a considerate partner, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, <laughs> wow, 1300 triple two seven twenty. I can't wait to get here. Top in the that, studio. fellas. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Top that one. Gary's in Wally. Good morning, Gary. How you going? Good. Yeah. Uh, I was rose garden out the back. I spread mum's ashes around it. Oh. Yeah, just bad for the roses. No, Gary, the ashes will be beautiful for the roses. So the thing is with your mum's ashes yeah. is that that will be really highly mineralised. Yeah. Um, because the bones, even though, you know, it's gone through the... Well, I'm presuming you had a cremated... Yeah. You didn't yeah, bury no, it no, in the rose garden. Oh, good. Good, good. good. Um, no, do you know what? I'll tell you a story about yeah. ashes, Gary. I had a banksia for 10 years, never bloody flowered. Yeah. I yeah. put my mother's ashes around the base of the banksia yeah. and the following year and every year after, that banksia flowered wow. like a like wow. a demon. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, so, yeah. so ashes are full of minerals and they're, yeah. they're really good for the garden. Oh, right, that's right. That's good. Yeah, well, so that's, that's a lovely thing to do yeah. with your mum. What was Sorry. your mum like, Gary, if, if we can ask? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. great. She loved oh. roses and that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, that's a lovely... Yeah, good. Yeah, that's yeah. a lovely thing to do with it, Gary. Sorry. Thank you. Okay, thanks, thanks Gary. I actually didn't realise uh, how many ashes you get when someone is cremated, when yeah. we lost Dad five years ago, yeah. and he would laugh about this now, we actually needed two urns. Two boxes. <laughs> That's right. So we split Dad up and, yeah. you know, my brother took some and I, I took some. Yep. Um, yep. But when I'm having gardening issues, I'll remember that. It, what a lovely gesture, though. And I think it's really... The, all my pets go in, back into the garden. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I, and people don't... Like, I never, I never realised until... My mother died. How heavy the bits left are yeah. once they've gone through the. Yeah. Um, and we did the same. We divided her up into five little Nescafe coffee jars, and um, each of us just because Mum was such an awesome gardener. Yeah. So we all put bits of her in our gardens. Beautiful. Mm. That's a lovely thing to Much do. Much better dead than alive. She was. <laughs> <laughs> Norm from Mummy and hello. Hi. How you going? G'day, Norm. Hi. Um. I have a question on uh, boabs and boabs. Yeah. The other day you've got um, one in your front garden. Yeah, I've so got I've, I've got a few. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got um, I've got three local boabs that I've got. I grew from seeds that I got from Broome. Yeah. I've got about four Madagascan boabs. Yeah. Boabs that I got from a, a, a garden centre up in Broome. Yeah. And I've also got some established, like about a metre and a half, two metres high. Boabads from from Mombasa, which I got from seeds that somebody brought in. Don't ask me if they were legal or not. Well, they um, wouldn't have been, but anyway, go on. <laughs> Didn't hear that. <laughs> yes, so? My, my aim was to try and bonsai this, so I don't think I'm going to live long enough to see that. Ah. So I, I was interested when you said you put yours in the garden. 
Yes. Um, is there any special treatment in terms of watering, protecting through winter? Yes, 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 definitely. Okay, so all the boab babs or baobabs, depending where you've got them from around the world. Um, so you have to try and copy the whole wet season, dry season thing. The, the reason boabs die in Perth is because they get winter rain when it's cold and they rot. So the big thing is to put a collar, keep them in a pot if you can, Norm, until they're, you know, they need to be two metres tall before you put them in the ground. Okay, yep. Um, and then, so put them in with lots of, if you can get some loam, loam is really good. I actually bought soil down from the Kimberley um, when I put mine in the ground. This is many years ago. How much did you need? Probably not allowed to do it now. I had a whole suitcase full. <laughs> I I travel with bizarre things. Um, but this is years ago and I don't think you're allowed to do that now. Mm-hmm. So build it up with get some loam, get some really good river sand, uh, a bit of peat in there and then put a collar or a tarp or something around them yep. in winter so they remain dry. What sort of width away from the trunk? Uh, from the truck. From the trunk out. Like oh, the, the trunk. trunk. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you said the truck. Okay, so you so you need to all around the where the trunk is, you need about a two-centimetre gap. Gap. Yeah, and then how wide away from the trunk? Well, you really, if you, if you can, you'll need to come out a metre wide. Oh, that's easy, yep. Yeah. Yep. And, then, and then you're going to feed them in summer yep. and water them in summer, and that's the only time that you will. You won't do it any other time of the year. Okay. And the yeah. Top- the rain from getting to the wheat to the, to the roots in winter. Yes, and put them in a really nice, like mine are against a, 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 a brick wall that absorbs all the heat, so that keeps them going over summer. Okay, okay. All right. And thank good you. luck. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, Norm. Hoping to have all three varieties going out the front. Ah, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Norm. See you later. Thanks a lot. 1300 Joe on the text line, Sabrina, help please. I have a very large, over eight metres tall wattle tree which has been discovered by woolly aphids, the fluffy ones. What can I do? I've been squirting the ones I can see with a jet of water. If it's, well, that won't do a lot. Uh, you can high pressure hose them. But if that wattle tree is that old and it's covered in scale, I'd say it's on the way out. So... Wattles are a live fast, die young kind of deal. Mm. Um, so they usually let you know when they're nearing the end of their life because they'll cop everything. Really? Yeah, diseases, <gasps> insects. We used to have a, a wattle tree next door with the yellow flowers. And yeah. Mum claimed that that gave me allergies, but it was ah. really just the fact that I hadn't vacuumed my room in <laughs> 10 years. So sorry, wattle tree. Pretty sure it went after that. So unfair. Rosalind is in Dampier. What's happening with your desert roses? Yes. Hello, Hi. Rosalind. How are you? Good. Um, with, um, uh, at the uh, bowling club in Dampier, we've got lots of desert roses, like yeah. pinks and reds and whatever. Yeah. And I was just wondering what the best time of the year is to actually prune them just to sort of keep them bushy. Summer. Uh, in our summer? Oh, not in your summer, no. You're going to have to wait until April. Oh, okay. Now, the thing is you can't prune them when it's going to be wet, Okay. Well, they're probably yeah, under retic, are they? <laughs> yeah, you've, you, I know, you haven't had any rain. Um, so I would wait until April when it's starting oh, okay. to cool down a bit but still nice and warm. 
As any sort of fertilisers that you can use on them or better um, not use any? No, I would only use a slow-release native fertiliser on them. Okay, all right. Great. Yeah. And, uh, Rosalind, the other thing you need to do with them is pull them up sometimes. Like, oh, really? Yeah, you've got to pull them up so that their root system's exposed um, and then you get that lovely big bottom. Oh, okay. Well, not yeah. you, but your desert roses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a, I bought a whole heap of seeds online and I've got a whole lot of seeds growing oh, as well. Awesome. So, um, and they're all about a couple of centimetres high at the moment. Okay, I've yep. got so many different colours. It'll yep. be lovely. But if you want the big, the big bummed ones, that's what you yep. do. You just pull okay. them up so the top part of the roots are exposed yeah, I know what you and, um, and away they go. Oh, that's great. Okay, thanks heaps. Thanks, okay, Rosalind. thanks, Rosalind. It is 27 minutes to 10. We've got a very special guest in the studios with us. Dr. Bugalugs, good morning. He's bought good morning. bits. Good morning, yeah, Daryl. I've always bring the bits. I know, you do too. <laughs> Thank you so As much. You pass a little oh, in here we are. Suspended in liquid wood. Yes. It's this hand gel. They, it's a good way to suspend insects. Oh, hand gel. Yeah, yeah. So if, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you won't, yeah. Well, they won't get any idea. germs off them or anything. You can have one of those each. How's that? Ah, oh, thank you. I've <laughs> thank always you. wanted a wasp. European wasp. Wasp, European yeah. wasp, yeah. Yeah, I know. Vescular well, this... Germanica. Yeah. See, this is good because now when you take this home, Christine, you see wasps in your garden because I've got lots of mm. different wasps. Now I can take my little mate out here suspended in gel we, we and go, now is that a European wasp or not? I'm pretty sure we had one in our shoes, in the shoe rack the other night that the cats were playing with. Oh. And I put it in a tissue and put it in the bin. Now I'm glad I did. All oh. oh, right. Well, we want what? to know about it. So, Why'd you bring it in? Uh, because um, we obviously missed a couple of nests last year because they keep on incurring. And ah. so we've got a, a lot of suburbs where we're getting um, European wasps and our poor staff are unragged. So oh. the shires are putting traps out for us. And, <gasps> look at that trap. And people are adopting the trap. Let's have a look. So we have yeah. to, we'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. With, with little yellow, there's four little yellow entry points, I suppose you could call That's them. That's right, yeah. Little so. cones. Why are they shaped like that with the little grills? Because the wasps are really smart. If we, if we just have... If, basically, that's a fruit fly trap, but with the little grills. If we just had the little holes there, they find their way out. But with the grills, it's ah. one, one way in and they ah. can't get out as easy. No exit so, door. No, that's right. So we put a piece of fish in there. But it's got to be the right sort of fish and they come a-calling. Is what? that right? Yeah. Fish? Fish. They love, well, because they're, they're carnivores. Yeah, they are carnivores. Yeah, so we found them because the fishermen smell. complain that they're being attacked while they're filleting their fish in their backyard or down by the river. Um, yeah, Is that and, right? Yeah, and they love cat food because that's fish. And so oh. people ring up, their cat's been, oh, my nose, my cat's all <sighs> been stung and it's not happy. Bah, wow. Bah, bah. I think I might have European wasps. So they're the world's worst social insect pest. Right. And we're the only major place in the world with a climate suitable for them where they haven't established. So barbecues will never be the same if we no. get them here. I mean, there's parts of the country, I think it was, um, uh, where was it, um, on the New South Wales uh, Victorian border, uh, the council there closes the parks for barbecues certain times of the year oh. because, you know, you put the humble yeah. snag on and, and, the they, and they try and take them off the barbecue while you're eating them or they jump in the bun and they also oh. like sweet things. So they yeah, actually they get do. into your cool drink cans yeah. and things like that so you can get stung in the mouth. And what, what happens um, if they sting? Well, they sting more than once, don't that's they? That's right. So bees only sting once. The sting's a little bit... Uh, nasty, uh, you know, it hurts more than the bee. And um, 
and they sting multiple because they don't have a barb on their on their stinger, whereas the bee does. So when the bee stings you, the barb catches in the skin like a hook, and when you sort of brush it off, you if you look closely, that's why you've got to be careful how you take a bee sting out because they have a little sack and they mm. keep pumping the venom in afterwards. Whereas this one will just sting you five or six times. But I call its mates. And so, yeah, you can get multiple stings and, uh, yeah, not very nice. Wasp party, that's no good. No, especially if you're at a barbie and you've got little kids. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So over east, I mean, they've been declared a... uh, uh, well, describes a pest species in Canberra now, and they never used to worry about. It. They said that, um, you know, because well, it was cool. in Canberra. Yeah, well, oh. that's right. It's only full of politicians. Or something, you know, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> that's the a good thing. Someone smuggled them in there. That's I reckon. right. Yeah, I reckon. Too. So we are suspending plant-related calls just for a little while while we've yeah. got Doctor Bugalugs yeah. in. So all of you who are waiting on hold, uh, Cherry Lance, Barb. Damon and Deborah, sorry about that. We'll get to you. We'll get but to yeah. you eventually. We've, people have already started sending in some beautiful insects That's for you, Daryl. Oh, come good. come oh, around, come take around. your headphones off, come around <laughs> here. I could really stretch my neck, I could. <laughs> Just run around temporarily while check, we, while we fill the space. Out. But yeah. it's like a black oh, beetle, black head. That's a buprested. That's a jewel beetle. That, that mic's not on, mate. <laughs> Oh, it's just okay. for decoration, okay. really. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a buprested. It's a jewel beetle. They feed on, um, well, I think it is from the photo. It could also be a flower beetle too. Ah. Uh, I need to get a closer shot at it. But bupresteds, they feel they feed on eucalyptus pollen and um, and blossom and also melaleuca pollen and blossom. The, if it is a flower beetle, if I get a, a it might be, can't really tell, they mm. they feed on the blossom of uh, things like mangoes and things like that. So they're, that's ah. an exotic that's come into the state. But I think it's, it's a buprested, yes. It's actually on a, looks like it's on a tomato. Yes, yeah, well, could be. But they, yeah, they, so they're a native. Um, they're protected by um, law, I think, in Good. WA. So, because they used to be everywhere. Yeah. And a lot of them are endangered. And, well, and, like and collectors love them because they're so pretty. They can make jewelry out of them and all sorts what? of things. Yeah, and better no. resin. Yeah. Oh. And in fact, there's a place in, um, I'm not sure if it's Belgium or one of those, and there's a, um, the palace, one of the rooms has got buprested elytra, which means the wing covers. Yeah. It covers the ceiling. Oh. And so it's this emerald green colour. And so imagine how many beetles oh. gave, gave their, their wings. Yes. Genocide to beetles. Well, they're probably going to die anyway because no, you know, once you turn into an adult, you know, you, so, as you know, somebody bites your head off or you, you copulate and die. You know, that's it. That's, true. A, that's you know, So just, you know, it yeah. all happens that quick for how insects. How clever is that, though? I, you've got you've to hand it to insects. Yeah. They come up with the most amazing ways of getting around Well, they've stuff. been around a lot longer than us. They have. They're, they yeah, have. And they're going to be around a lot longer than us way we're looking after the place. Well, they certainly will. And, and, and they'll survive anywhere. Good to them. That's Actually, right. I said that I'd hit you up with a cockroach question. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. the old cockroach question. Are you going to save it? Are you gonna... No, no, no. We'll hit him up now. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. okay. So anyway, so um, I can't remember our caller's name, but she rang in to say that her Compost heap is just full of cockroaches. I thought you were going to say a cockroach was that big. <laughs> no, I well, wouldn't we, be surprised. The Australian okay. cockroaches get very That's large. That's right. Yeah, they? they? and there's those ones that people keep as pets. Yeah, they're, yes, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, Even well, have a little leash for them, take yeah, them walking. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Race them <laughs> in Queensland. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, I've seen, I've seen locusts on on tethered. Really? Yeah. No. 
Yeah, some what person was. Yeah, they were, they were keeping them. Who do you hang out with, Dr. Bugler? <laughs> you don't want to know. He's a strange man. <laughs> very strange, yeah. And my, all my colleagues are very strange too. It's not just me. They put him in a room right down the end of the hall. That's I was going right, to ask yeah. if it was the same party the praying mantis was at, but we won't get into that. Let's yeah, go back so to the, the cockroach. cockroach. In the, yeah, yeah, well, it'll be of a, one of the German or American mobs. That's right, and mm. they hide out there. Look, um, it's probably an indicator that you've got a, a lot of good stuff in your in your compost bin. Mm. Um, it might be also a case of that it's not getting the turnover quick enough, mm. and so it might be too dry, it might be too moist. Um, look, you can just go out. Um, what I have done in the past, and if it's one of those ones that looks like a Dalek with a clip-on lid, yes, um, I use a um, a. Uh, an insecticide, which you not a, surf, a surface spray, and mm-hmm. I just spray around inside the lid because ah. they come out at night to come yes. and annoy you in the house. Then they go back in there. To, that's, ah. their, that's their homes. So as yep. they're going inside the lid, yes, they're getting insecticide and dying, yep. and that's not that's not hurting the worms the, and everything else or in the there. compost. Yeah, or so anything take the else. lid off. Yep, spray and take, it. And ta- yeah, take it away and spray it and put it back on. I'm ah. Pretty sure it was Maria that Could was about. heading that's down right. to Margaret River. Yeah. Margaret River yeah. was yeah. our second or third And that was the thing. She had an organic. Uh, garden. Oh, here we go. Well, that yeah, organic, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, so there we've got to go. Yeah, there's other... Well, mm, yeah. I have seen cockroaches. them. I, I had them all through my drawers, not the ones I wear around my <laughs> bottom, but the way you keep your knives and forks. Yeah. And I actually just put diatomaceous earth all through the whole drawer. I didn't yep. care that it was all over the cutlery. <laughs> anyway, it worked a treat. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So diatomaceous, uh, that just clogs them up. Mm, that's right. Desiccates them. Yep. Try and run through that, you little sod. Yeah. What do we got here, Christine? Got We've got a question. Yeah, send them on uh, the text line 0437922720. Heidi in Mosman Parker said, Dr. Bugalugs, in my bird baths I get loads of tiny red wiggly worms. Are these larvae of some insect? I also get mozzie larvae and in tipping them, um, but... Uh, tipping them out, I also tip out the worms. I don't want to kill beneficial worms too, she says. Yeah, so those, look, it's got a good ecosystem in there. Um, <laughs> those little worms, you get them all in an aquarium, so they're not the problem. The mozzies are. If, mm-hmm. it's, a, if it's a little bird bath, is it? If uh, it's very I'd shallow. say if it's shallow and, yeah, well, and warm. Yeah, well, then you can't put a little fish in there to clean up the... Um, the wrigglers, no, because um, they'll die. Well, that and and a bird will get them very easily. Oh, yes, I've, yes. I've seen I've seen the plenty circle of, of life. Yeah, I've seen many a bird perched on a bird bath yeah, <laughs> or a little a pond food. having having a chow down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And people people don't realise that they have these little ponds in the backyards and they have mm. all these lovely fish. Mm. And then they come home one day and there's no fish. And there's a little crane standing <laughs> there, <laughs> looking at, with a really what, fat belly. Yeah, and going, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, and then flies off. Yeah, I like this cafe. We've yeah. got another picture for you. You? Yeah, this is a, a pretty oh. impressive one. So it's a lovely, lovely little yellow fella. It kind of looks oh. like a like a Spitfire, but it's very yellow. And no, Spitfires right. don't have hairy bits. Oh, they don't have hairy bits. No. I used to pat them yeah. as a kid. Maybe I got the I must oh. have the name wrong. What yeah, is this? Yeah, you wouldn't be patting that's, Spitfires. Like that's that. um, they yeah, they're out this time of year. They're mm. actually I think they're a Lymantrid, one of the few Australian Lymantrids. Um, there's a lot of nasty Lymantrids around the world. This is a beauty. It's a feeder on Melaleuca. I think it's Sparfeld's um, uh, caterpillar. Is it a moth or a butterfly? I think Spathouts, it could be, 
A moth, yes. A moth, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool so bananas. It's, it's got um, yellow, and you get variation on the yellow. Um, it goes goldy, and then you get variation on the um, the little black hairs as well. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, and if you go walking in the bush this yeah. time of year, yeah. you'll see them early in the morning and the evening crawling across the path, going from one tree to yeah, another. Beautiful yellow colour. But we've got you've got to come around here. Again, this here is we go. The most, this is the most, um, he reckons it's a giant robber fly. So Look this is it. from someone called Black Duck who has sent us a series of four photos yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's that's it's it's a dead, dead robber fly. It's a Mr. dead robber fly. Mr. Black Duck has really grew with his insects. Yeah. So those things you'll the see them. The photos are amazing. Yeah, they're fantastic. These that if you're ever walking out in a dry wheat crop, not that many people do that. No. But uh, you know, in late spring, early summer. Yeah. Um, and these things we buzzing through the crop and just sit down. You can never get close enough to them. They're just so clever. They they just buzz off. So they're and they're predatory. They're, so they're like a, they're a dragonfly. They're similar okay. in that sort of the way they predate things. So the, yeah. so the dragonflies hover. Yeah. These things just sort of come straight at you and take your throat out. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. So I it like is a robber them. fly. Yeah, wow. and it's aptly named. It'll rob yeah. anything. Yeah. So it's got the big How black cool. eyes, the hairy legs. Yes. Quite, a, quite a long fairy body under some wings. Is that yeah. an apt description? Huge yeah, eyes. Yeah, I think you're, you think you've got a budding entomologist there. <laughs> yes. Huge eyes. I made it. You just ah. made it. <laughs> and then we have a very pretty spotted. from John from Denmark. Oh, Come there's on. more. Again, we have, here we go. <laughs> this is, now, this is clever because it, the, this fly, its bottom makes it look like its head. Yes. So it's a for those uh, playing at home. It's kind of got like a brown head, eyes like a fly, yes. and then the middle body is black with very organised white, white yeah. spots. It looks like somebody's painted it, don't yeah. they? And yeah. Just, yeah. But it's a real fly. Yep. Uh, it's a California, I think, and I think they said from down south. Ah. Are they? Uh, where are they uh, from? Jo- uh, Denmark. Denmark. Sorry. Denmark. Yeah. I've yeah. actually climbed one of those giant carries, and I've seen similar ones right at the top. Over really? Yeah, so like 150 feet above the ground. They're so just they're native? Around. That one's a native, I'm yeah. quite sure. Well, and big? It looks big. It is big, yeah. It's probably as big as the um, your thumbnail. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Do they bite? Uh, they could do. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, all flies have the ability to bite. Mm. These ones will have bigger mouth parts. Mm. On the end, you know, they'll be you know, mm. regurgitating on you before they have a chew. Oh, yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind the old vomit <laughs> all over you. I think I think, I think Julie knows it's good for us. <laughs> if things get really <laughs> intense in Yeah, here. she gets trashed. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had three children. I've had bodily fluids all over me. Fluid. It's fine. I wasn't why there were three things in here. I thought this was a gardening show. <laughs> Not anymore. Wow. <laughs> uh, perhaps we should take a call. We should. It's, now, a, it's the, a quarter to ten. We'll bring we'll bring Daryl's actually a very keen gardener. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I, I've heard you I heard you when I was living down in Albany. Um, oh. and I always wish that I could call up with a question, but mm. all of mine would be ladybird related. But oh, that's I, they're cool. I won't yeah. hunt the Yeah. So there's ladybirds that actually eat plants, not other mm. not, not, not not other insects. Mm. Oh. They're eating yeah. my plants as yeah. we speak. They love they're potatoes. In, yeah, they're in my potatoes. Yes. <laughs> I just go and squish. Them with 28 my spotted ladybird. Mm. Why do they call them that? Because the they haven't got 28 spots, no. have they? I think they? I think they started counting, got up to about 11 or 12, went, oh, there's 28 <laughs> 20. there, at least 28. Yeah, go with 28. Sounds like a lucky number. Yeah. Um, Cherry from Gosnells has been waiting very patiently. Uh, hello, Cherry. How are you going? Hello. Hello, I, Cherry. Uh, oh, hello, Sabrina. I've been enjoying your program enormously. Ah, thank you. It's as good as a comedy show. <laughs> Yes, it's, true. A, it's, it's a gardening show. Can you put that on Google? <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us about your gardenias. What's going on? Um, Sabrina, 
I have a beautiful gardenia. It's about a metre tall. Mm. And it's called True Love. Yes. Now, it's flowered, but the flowers are huge, but they won't open up. Oh. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm devastated. I've treated it like a baby. Mm. And, and the blooming thing just, you know, the, the flowers come out, <laughs> but it, it mm. just won't open up. So it's kind of more like half love than true love, yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah, more or less. What do you reckon, Dr. Bugalugs? I reckon it's nutrition. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Now, the problem with gardenias is they're greedy little sods. You got to just pour stuff onto them to get them to. So there's a, what fertilizer are you using without well, using a brand name? Um, I was using sea salt. Right. Oh. And that's, that's a par, par feed. Yeah. Yeah. Liquid parfait. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. I would suggest that, well, for a start, the liquid seaweed one is not really a fertiliser, so that's not, that's not fertilising for you. Yeah. Um, I would get trace elements. Right. So you need things with potassium, manganese, magnesium, iron, sulphur, all that stuff. In a spray, I'm getting the gum shot from, from <laughs> Daryl I wondered here. why he was threatening you, but he's saying so to use a spray bottle. Foliar, foliar spray. So it has to go onto the leaves. If you do that every fortnight, your half love should become truly, really love. Right well, I, yeah. I sincerely hope it's about a meter tall. Yeah, and it's it's green leaves. Yeah, it's just it's just so healthy. Yeah, but when it gets to the flowering and they don't open, I I well I I just took the flowers off. Yeah. But, uh, they, yeah. they just sat there. No, nope. if you open. if you get a trace element and spray I, all I the leaves, yeah. yep, and do it in the morning, you right. should be right. Oh, thanks very much for that, Sabrina. It's a pleasure. Lovely Cherry. to speak to you, Sherry. Thanks for the call. Thirteen hundred triple two, seven twenty. Should we go to Lance from Augusta, who's also ah. been waiting very patiently? Yes. Good morning, Lance. Good day, Lance. Hi, how are you going? All? Yeah, good. Yeah. We're fab. We've got <laughs> we've got the bug man here. We're having a ball. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is good. Um, well, up in Quinns, I've got a, uh, a property and there's it, a house behind which looks onto the to the backyard. Yeah. So it's like a stage show whenever we're out there. <laughs> what, what sort of... I need a tree that grows on the coast that grows very, very fast. Yeah. Oh, good question. And, and lives for a while. And doesn't blow over. And doesn't blow over. Mm. Yes, it needs to have a lot of characters. Right. Well, should we hold auditions? I reckon. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon that is such rubbish soil up there, and you've got all the 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 wind, the salt laden wind. Agonis are actually pretty fast. If you get one that's about a meter high, so you know the WA peppermint tree. Yes. Yep. The only other thing that's super fast are wattles. Yes. Um, so, but wattles are, you're not going to get more than 12 years, probably. I have a, okay. Oh, no, Daryl's got an idea. A staged attack. Get the wattles, acacias in, get yes. them up. Yep. And then, then have your agonis or yep. whatever else growing at the same time. And yep. when the, when, and then get the chainsaw out when those, they're starting to look a bit shabby, the old acacias. And then the agonis will take over the space. Oh, he's okay. clever, this man. So... <laughs> Sorry, so the problem that I've got is that I need something that's a three-storey place behind. Oh. I, 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 I it's a bit flash for that area. Yeah. Uh, well, it's up on a hill and they're looking, ah. 
down. Okay. Sit, sit down on us. So I, I'm looking for something that will go to about 10 metres, I suppose. Yep. Norfolk Pines. <laughs> Actually, that, yeah. yeah. Now, your neighbours may hate you, um, but the Norfolk Island Pine, and then you could fashion it into a ship's mast as well. Um, the Norfolk... So, do what... I'd do what Daryl actually said. So I'd put acacias in with the Norfolk Island pine. Okay, yep. Because they're not fast. No. They're slow, but in 10 years' time, you'd get a fair bit of height out of them. Okay, all right. And, and what do you suggest to put into the uh, the soil to help these little devils along? Just about everything, including a dead <laughs> sheep. Um, you're going to need to build... Definitely get some clay... Yes. Get clay, get compost. You can put a bit of poo in there if you want. Cow. Crayfish heads. Oh, crayfish, crayfish heads would be yeah. great. Yeah. Bury them a little bit deep because mm. other things will come around and dig them up for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially crayfish heads. If there's a Labrador anywhere in the neighbourhood, it'll dig down at least three <laughs> metres to get to them. Um, crayfish heads would be great. Yeah. But you will definitely need clay and you'll also yeah. need compost. Yeah, and patience. And patience. But the, but the wattles will grow up pretty quick. So either the, you know, the agonis you can actually under prune to get it to, to grow higher. But that's, it's pretty tough conditions there. So, mm. yeah. If, and the fastest one I've ever seen in the wattle sort of acacia thing, Elbizius. Yes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they, fast. They're fast. They, I reckon you could get three metres out of them in two mm. years. Mm. Did Thanks, you get Lance. that? Lance Albizia. Yeah. Oh, we've got another little fella on the screen. We do. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, so Louisa sent us a text. This is one for you, Dr Bugalugs. This oh, is a spectacular so beetle. Cute. Almost roundish, isn't it, with two sections yeah. on the back, cream with little brown dots, bigger cream dots, smaller brown dots. Um, with two little antennae and two little two legs at the front. Are there ones underneath? I think that one's a leaf beetle, oh. and I think it's in the family. I think it's a prosopis or prosopis. Yeah, and so they get, you find them. They're actually a pest um, in New oh. Zealand. Are they? Yeah, Why? because they took eucalypts there, oh. and, and then they got some and of the their pests. Of the, yeah, yeah, and then they never had all the all the little. Um, uh, things that bring them back into balance. Ah, so, yeah, so, so they probably don't like that. Then. Yeah, so they sent somebody to Tasmania to do a PhD to work out what eats the little these little fellas. And what does eat them? Lots of things. Oh, really? In Tasmania. Well, yeah, birds so eat birds, them. Birds, yeah, but there's egg parasites, there's oh, wasps, there's yeah. all sorts of things. There's, um, so are they introduced or no, these are they native? These are native on eucalypts, right. yeah. And so they just eat the leaves. Do they yeah. skeletonize it? Or? No, these ones actually chew. So you get like um, the same like weevil, you get the scalloping on the edge yes, of the leaf. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Now, I want you to talk to tell people the difference between beetles and bugs. Beetles and bugs, not, and weevils People get too? them, and weevils, because okay. people get them mixed up okay. all the time. So beetles are beetles. Mm-hmm. Weevils are sort of beetles but have snouts, mm-hmm. okay? And bugs, so beetles chew, mm-hmm. bugs suck. Oh. Okay. How, what, is there some easy way to remember that, like Bimdas in maths? Is there some um, kind of rhyme? Well, bugs suck. Yeah, just bugs, bugs suck. suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's a so, you know, anything that's not yeah. a bug, 
Well, other things suck as yeah. well. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, so, so things like aphids suck and mm. things like that. So mm. they're all in that sort of same group. Mm. Scale insects suck. Mm. They're all mm. in that same sort of group. Bugs suck. Yeah. Bugs yeah. suck. Yeah. 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 Bugs suck. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Another one for you. Yeah, oh, here we Dr. Go. Bugalug. I'm sorry, a sorry to make this, you. Yeah. This actually looks like something that's sort of a cross between a trilobite and a, and a, oh, and a yeah. bug. It looks like someone put a bug into a sandwich toaster <laughs> and then its, its legs have come out the yeah. side because there's almost the shadow of a bug in the middle and then like a... Like no, it's not a bug. It's a beetle. Oh, it's a beetle. Uh, and it's called so it the pie suck. dish beetle. Oh, aptly I wonder named. would you call it that. So it what was found whilst yeah. this person was camping in the Nullarbor. Yes, and you'll find them all through the wheat belt. There's hundreds of different species and they get quite large. Oh, when I'm they? saying quite large, the... Um, the first knuckle uh, on your thumb, about yeah. that size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah down to your, the tip of your fingernail. Yeah. And what do they do? They just run around and they just... Um, what do they eat, though? They have to eat. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> have to eat. Uh, so, so these ones are probably... Some of them are probably predators and right. some of them are just chew, chew on... I would not be material. scared of that, oh, of okay. that no. um, beetle. They're quite, they're quite oh. nifty. Yeah. So pie dish. They're lovely. We've got yeah. another one for you. Oh, don't don't go resting on your laurels <laughs> over there. people you, on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did. We so how do you usually do this? Did ah, you, maybe this could, is beautiful. No, usually, no. He, he sits down a lot. Don't worry, he needs friends. To get we've up got and this around. under control. So this one is, it's kind of green. Uh, it's got like spiky looking legs. It's got yellow, black, white and red yeah, in the middle. Yeah, that one's really cool. It's yeah. a caterpillar. See, they, those spiky things you think are legs and not legs. Yeah, not legs. No. or spikes. If I, it's like, mm. uh, don't eat me, I look like a pineapple. Mm. It does yeah, look like a pineapple. A pineapple. Yeah, so... Um, armour. Armour and mm. confusion. Look, I mean, it looks like Play-Doh on steroids. Everybody's, <laughs> you've rolled 20 different colours together. It's Sarah in Manjumapa sent that one in. So, well, yeah, that's incredible. I'm not sure. It's a caterpillar. It'll, it'll probably turn into a moth or a butterfly. I reckon it'll turn sure into a is. butterfly. Yeah, because it's Something pretty to start that with. Beautiful. Yeah, right. has to turn into a butterfly. Yeah. Someone sent you in a picture of a wasp. They want to know if it's a, right, a European wasp. Around the bird bath mm. and comparing oh, this... Oh, look, at, they've taken it in the bird bath. With our European wasp no, specimen. This is from Lynn in yeah. Geraldton, yeah. by the way. She yeah. said, is this good or bad to have in the bird bath? Um, well, it's, that is a, um exotic wasp as well. It's one of the polistes. They build small nests. Um... My wife was in the Mandevilla pulling, deadheading the flowers and one got her in the finger the other day and she was not happy for a couple of hours. So they they have a really big sting but they only have small... a small nest, so yeah. So there's only. So do you have to kill the nest? You can, that's probably the best way. There, mm. yeah. A lot of people just go out at night with a can of you know fly spray. Yeah. Uh, spray the nest and if, make sure it's dark because yep. they'll come after you otherwise. <laughs> uh, and uh, run away and then go back the next morning and it'll be on a little. It's like a little. Um, it's just on a little thread. Yeah, and yeah. And you snip the thread off and put it in yep. a, pl- a bag and yep. put it and stomp on it and put it in the bin because when you go out there and you spray at night, you'll kill all the adults, but there'll be like oh, some yeah. of the some of the cells will still be yeah. sealed, yeah. and they'll re they'll hatch and repopulate the nest. Mm. So people have the most problems with this one. Um, bird baths, yeah, problem. Yep. But people with tiled roofs, open eaves, and swimming pools oh, because they, they need water. They need water and they skim the water off the pool 
and sometimes they duck dive and end up in the pool and you dive in and then they sting oh, you on the back while yeah. you're doing laps or buzz you in the pool. And, of course, they just come out of the pool and go up into the, um, the roof space yep. or just the exposed eaves and it's cool there. In- insect hotel. Yes. Oh, look at that. We are Size one second away from oh, news. We didn't, right. get, we didn't oh. get to any of these other lovely people that have been yeah. hanging on. I guess that's by then. Yeah. No, not yet. Well, not yet. Yeah, we've got a text yeah. from Justin to right. finish on. I've just brought a house which has a lime tree in Rivervale. Uh, it has heaps of limes on the north side. It's just they have really thick skins and not much juice. Is yeah. this a water issue? Well, be lots of issues. Yeah. Um, water's one of them probably. But uh, also the side that faces that gets most of some will fruit more than the other side. It'll be a nutrient deficiency as well. Maybe too much nitrogen, not enough of anything else. Oh, Dr. Daryl Hardy, it was lovely to meet you, Dr. Bugalugs. Thanks for coming in to chat, Bugs, and for our wonderful European wasp specimen. Oh, no, I'll put that on You're toast. <laughs> you wash your hands with that. <laughs> and Sabrina, have fun down in Kojana. I will. Yeah. It'll be a hoot. Safe drive. Uh, thank you for all of your calls and texts and to those who waited on hold that we didn't get through to. So sorry. We're going to party again next week. Woo! You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app. Your heart is beating beside me, it's trying to ignite. It gives off the heat of the sunbeam, even on the coldest night. It's like I'm running from inside out and I, I think I know who to blame. We have a fever that's wild and dangerous and I want to dance in the flame. Space.